but uh, that baby's like tainted in some way because it was a result of rape. I think people, do you think people kind of assume that? Well, yeah, and it strikes against, are we made in the image of God? You know, Ooh, did yeah. do humans make other humans or is God our creator? Welcome to Switching Lenses, a podcast that takes current issues and events within the culture and defends the Christian position from an apologetical and biblical lens. Now, here are your hosts, Shane Skirvin and Josh Phillips. Welcome, everybody, to the Switching Lenses podcast. Now, last episode, we began a conversation on the topic of abortion, given all the talk of the possibility of the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. Well, we're going to jump right back in the middle of that conversation today. We're going to look at some of the pro-abortion reasoning, and Shane and I are going to address some of the reasons they use to justify aborting small children. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. Here we go. All right, our next point on this is kind of a built-in assumption, Shane. And I, I, I feel like it's a little taboo in our culture today, but I think it has to be said. And it rubs some people the wrong way. But again, I think it has to be said. And I, I kind of put it this way. I feel like the assumption is the right to abort stems from the right to be as sexually active as desired. I've read a lot of arguments about, which we'll get into some of these, uh, a lot of arguments about why it's okay to, <clears throat> excuse me, to abort. But a lot of it assumes that I'm able to be as free with my my, my sexual activity as I want to be. And, you know, that that's obviously not a call, the, the Bible, that's not the call that God has for us to, to be to be free with our sexuality, you know, it's, it's, it's confined within the boundaries of marriage with, you know, one man with one woman. Like that's, that is the, the intention uh, of our sexuality. And, and, and sex is a great thing. That's a, one thing to keep in mind. It's a, it's a good thing. Now we can make it something bad. And, and this, when we do this, we have this sort of this, this free, I don't want to use the word freedom, but when we treat, when we have, when we remove the boundaries and we act freely, with our sexuality, that's whenever we negative consequences. And this is what we're talking. We're talking about killing babies, right? This is this is a negative consequence that comes from this. Yeah, and it is, you know, it's trying to divorce sex from babies and from families. So really it's this reductionism that is not treating people, you know, all through history, there's been a link from sex to babies to families and the foundation of a culture and a society. And this is a modern meat cleaver trying to separate all those things. And we would say that goes against the grain of humanity and human history. I think everyone would agree with that. Just some people see that as a good. I, I know one way it's put is like a lot of people treat sex as transactional. Like that's sort of the modern view of it. Oh, yeah. But the, I mean, we just had the Me Too movement, right? Like isn't everyone, I mean, everyone recoiled from powerful men Rightfully so, powerful men taking advantage of women with power dynamics, right? Mm -hmm. Like all of us don't like the ugly side of that. You know, it, it, to me, it's, it's so hypocritical to oppose that and then to say, uh, but let's make sex transactional. You can't it's have a, it both ways. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a topic people don't want to talk about, really. I mean, I've, I remember, I mean, it's a little off topic, but I, I remember talking with someone once and they were talking about, about teenagers and trying to, how, how do we prevent pregnancy? Uh, what are some things to do? And, you know, abstinence is all obviously one that's always said. 
And this particular person was saying like, abstinence, it, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I'm like, um, no, it actually works a hundred percent. Actually. It's just <laughs> people don't want to do it. Like they don't, don't say it doesn't work. Yeah, and, but every, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Everyone knows that it's a mess when young kids, their minds are still developing are sleeping with each other, right? Yeah. Like almost everyone in society would say, that's not a good uh, scenario. 13, 14, 15 year olds slipping together without any kind of consequences. It's like giving an eight year old a credit card. I mean, they're going to, they're going to run up all kinds of stuff. It's like they, they're, they're not in a position where they can handle that the proper way. Well, we don't let them draw, you know, at 13, 14, we don't let them drive or vote or drink alcohol. Yeah. Yet we would have them to be able to have another person, to create another person <laughs> into that situation. <laughs> Can't rent a car either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Not till you're 25. So yeah, I know it's, it's, it's really laugh. I know mean, we're laughing. It is, it is kind of laughable. Well, yeah, because sense. all of us know common sense, right? Like that's yeah. the idea that, that we're sharing the world with our senses and we're looking at things from, from a like wide view and almost always, I mean, that was kind of a hallmark in American society was this idea that we shared common sense with each other. Yeah. So of course, when you start seeing that break down in particular situations, it does, I mean, it does kind of leave us with irony, right? Yeah. So, I mean, to kind of sum that up, you know, I mean, like we, I guess, again, a lot of people are arguing that they should be able to do whatever they want. That, that's, you know, that's not even said though. In a lot of, a lot, it's just assumed. That's why I've said, listed it as an assumption. People don't even, that doesn't even get discussed, I feel like. And so it's just sort of like, yes, everybody's sexually active. And I got pregnant, you know. I mean, like, what you can, what are you gonna do? I'm like, well, there, there are steps that you can take, you know. There are that will work 100 percent of the time. We just, like I said, we just don't really want to do those. So, my last point here, uh, Shane, actually, I, I saw this somewhere, and and doing some research for this, for this, and this was, um, and I know there's other reasoning behind this, but we'll, we'll kind of leave, end on this one here. But I saw someone say that the baby doesn't feel pain in an abortion due to a lack of brain development. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, first off, we have to point out this doesn't address is it morally right or wrong? Like, you know, if it's murder, I mean, that's like saying murder's okay if it's painless. You know, I mean, this, to even discuss this, we have to push the moral issue to the aside. But, you know, a baby, as soon as it leaves the womb, it feels pain. And so, right. I mean, I was there and I know you were there with our, when you had kids. Well, I mean, it would feel pain they, before that too, though. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like all of us okay. know a baby, all of us know a baby feels pain. Okay. As soon as it steps out of the wound. So why would there be this idea that they don't feel pain while they're in the womb? You know, no. and, and, and this, uh, I mean, this also totally sidesteps the issue of partial birth abortion, right? Mm-hmm. So then, So then the people saying this are saying, like you can have uh, early term pregnancy, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's hard to even quantify what they're talking about, but I mean, there's a huge movement for no restriction whatsoever on abortion up yeah. to the moment of birth. I mean, and that, you know, uh, never even addressing the morality issue or partial birth abortion. So it's this idea of early term uh, pregnancy, but yeah, I mean, I just think that this is a, to me, this is a misguided way to, look at it by just saying, well, if we can do it, if we can do it with like less pain, then it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it leaves so many things on the table. It really sets a strange precedent, doesn't it? It means, I mean, you, you would have to say that if I have an adult 
who I can, if I can numb all their, their nerves, all their senses, if I can numb all that, then it's okay to kill them because they didn't feel anything. Yeah, it, I mean, it completely is morality out of the window, uh, out of the complete discussion. So I don't, I to me, it's complete reductionism. To me, this is where that argument breaks down. Is it's just looking at one tiny side of it. I agree. I agree. Okay, but oh wait, oh Shane, did you want to say something? Yes, uh, I do want to mention up on this point about the baby not feeling pain. The whole idea that is still no matter how far you reduce it down, it's still a moral argument because it's saying that if the baby felt pain, it would be immoral because it'd be wrong to hurt a baby. And so the reason why it's wrong to hurt a baby is because it's wrong to kill a baby. And so it's inescapable, the moral issue of we shouldn't kill little kids. And so it's that same principle. You So we shouldn't kill babies. And so we shouldn't kill babies with... If we do kill babies, it should be with less pain. You know, it's it's still a moral argument at its its heart. So that's why I feel that that doesn't work at all. It's still it's trying to say, um, well, we're being somewhat moral. <laughs> you know, I read a story. It kind of reminds me uh, a story I was reading, and it was it was a news article, and it was a lady. A lady was kind of telling her abortion story, and she said that you know she'd felt shame for it for years and years and years, and that's what the whole point of the article was. For her to come out and not be ashamed of it. And she was saying how she was so glad she did her abortion early on because if she'd waited, she would have gotten attached to the baby. And I thought, okay, that's exactly the point we're trying to make, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I was, I just was like, kind of the double take, like, wait, wait, what? I mean, you, and this is saying that that whole art of the whole part of that is saying, I want to feel less bad about doing something bad. You're absolutely right. And that's, and I think that's, I think it's a big part of that. And this was, wasn't something I was, something I was looking into Shane. And uh, I know you, I know you can shed some light on this. I didn't put this in the notes, but that is, that's where a lot of this is coming from. Don't, don't we know that anytime, anytime somebody does something that inside they feel like is wrong, they will look for any reason they can to justify it. And I think you've given the example before, refresh my memory here, that even some of the worst people in human history still gave reasons, tried to, tried to give reasons of why, what to, to explain and justify a way that what they did was actually okay. Yeah. Terrible dictators throughout history have still used pretext to make their case of why they did something. It's almost like we have moral reasoning, and if we don't address that, we will go crazy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I I, st- I feel it's literally, that's the reason why we use rationality so we're not crazy. And so when you see people that their acts are like monstrous, I'm talking like Hitler and Stalin, I mean, still grappling, looking for pretext, I mean, for the terrible things they do, that should speak to all of us. That should speak to all of us. Hey, wait a minute. Why are we justifying something? I know for me personally, I'll, I'll be completely honest. When I have a struggle with someone, you know, I start thinking back and think, well, is there something they did to me that I'm, you know, I mean, I'll, mm-hmm. I, I do yeah. it in personal relationships. I mean, like, you know what? There's something they did, I'm sure, Everybody that I'm not happy that. about, right? We're like, we're all yes. like, and so uh, anytime we're trying to justify something, that should be, that should cause self-examination, right? Yeah, and that I should mean, be something like, why do we even feel that way? You can even go as simple as, I know it's, I know it's really kind of ridiculous, but even when we get a speeding ticket sometimes, why wasn't that cop out 
catches the real criminals. Like like the cop did something wrong by pulling us over. <laughs> like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm quick to do that one too. Yeah, <laughs> aren't they out fighting real crime? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I tell myself. Yeah, yeah. It, it just yeah, it seems it kind of seems human nature to <clears throat> to justify anything and defend anything that we do. So yeah, I I agree. I agree. Let's go to our next uh, sort of section, our next little topic on this. And Shane, let's address some of the criticisms that pro-abortionists have against those that oppose abortion. So some common criticisms uh, that people like you and I would face uh, that, that don't support abortion. So let's go, let's go with this first one here. Um, some people will say that the reason why they had an abortion, some some women, excuse me, some women would say that they they had their abortion because they were not in any kind of a position to raise a child at that point in their life. Shane, what would you say to that? You know, that is a, a great point. I think everyone can agree that all of us are concerned about children and how they're raised in our society. A lot I mean, of teenagers would say that, like a lot of teenage pregnancies would probably say this, a lot of yeah, like it's not a good environment. Really sure. young adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty wild to me to say it's not a baby when it's in the womb when the very thing they're trying to avoid is having and dealing with a baby. And so, you know, it shows to me the inconsistency of the abortion question when they're trying so hard to say it's not a baby, and then they flip the script and say, "Hey, I'm not in a position to raise a baby." You know, and it's uh, to me right there, I just want to mention that as a foundational issue. And the reason is, is they need to be separated. Raising a kid and the economics of raising a child, that's a complete separate issue than killing and murder. And so I would say that that's a great discussion to have is, you know, should there be, should our society, you know, have free daycare or be structured to support women and families that do have children. You know, that is a great economic and cultural issue and discussion, but it's really separate from killing and murder. That's my, uh, I mean, what do you think, Josh? That's that's where I come. I was just about to say, that's a great point. That's this, a lot of times in arguments, I remember, I feel like I've had to give a disclaimer on Robbie Zacharias. I don't know if you ever do that, but he was, he always had a great, Shane's laughing. I, he always had a great description that he had, and he would talk about how you have to be, <clears throat> be careful with rubber dummy arguments. And he gave the illustration about, I think it was in World War II when I believe the U.S. Army was, uh, they were attacking and they were parachuting down rubber rubber bodies. And the soldiers on the ground were shooting these, these rubber parachuting bodies that they, they weren't real, while the real army was actually hitting from the other side. They called it the rubber dummy argument. Is that it's putting something there? It's not part of the battle. It's just meant there. To, it's just meant to distract you from the real thing. And I agree. I think sometimes there's there certain arguments that we have to be able to recognize these as rubber dummy arguments. Like you said, is that an, now is that an important question? Absolutely. So when I say it's a rubber dummy argument, I don't mean that it's unimportant. Why are you even asking that? Not saying that in the slightest. It's abs- like you said, it's absolutely important, but it's not core to the issue. It's a separate, it's separate issue. Both of those can be handled independently of each other. I think. I guess about what you were saying. And, right? and and to be yeah, and to be fair, that's a that's a great question. I I mean, I think 
you know, oh, we want to be honest yeah. as we can. Yeah, honest as we can with the other side's discussion. And, uh, you know, I think that's a great, are we a pro-life culture uh, from birth to death, you know? Yeah, yeah we, and we absolutely want to be sensitive in this. We don't want to, I mean, there's, not everybody's in the same position. Everybody's different. Everybody's, you know, when it comes different economic positions, uh, different social positions. Everybody's families are different. Support systems are different. Uh, we absolutely want to recognize that and not be insensitive to that. So we just want to make that perfectly clear. And we'll, and we'll actually, we'll actually touch on some of this stuff uh, later on. So uh, we we will get there. We will get to that point. Okay, Shane, let's get to a tough one here: the issue of rape. Uh, this is a very common criticism. You know, we, we even discuss, hey, should, should we get into this or not? Uh, I kind of want to. I, I, I think we need to. So this is, I think, I think this is one of the most common criticisms. When do you think one, come, one of the most common criticisms of those Absolutely. that oppose abortion yeah. is what about the case of rape? Um, I think it's important to note uh, really that the number of abortions due to rape really is the exception and not the rule. In fact, if you look at most statistics, most would say that the percent of abortions that come from the result of rape are about 1%. So that's absolutely in the minority. So that's not really the issue. That's a, the, the reason that most people are anti-abortion. That's not the cases that they're talking about. They're not, that's not the primary focus. I'm not saying that they don't have an opinion on that, but that's not the primary focus. The primary focus is the, the woman who was not raped, that was committed, was committing a, a sexual act, got pregnant by it, and now doesn't want the child. Is that would you Well, agree it's like me? you said, yeah, it's like you said, statistically, literally, it's a fact. It's, you know, 95 to 99, you know, percent, it's not the case. We're talking about abortion on demand as a birth control without any restrictions. And so, you know, that really is a an issue that's it's much smaller. And that's not really what we're addressing. But it's worth mentioning, you and I both have read and, and, heard. and we're talking about, yeah, and heard, and we're talking about recently people that have been born out of a rape situation and, you know, go on to become productive, great members of society. And I, you know, I would for one say, man, I... I don't want to be in a position to say that person shouldn't have a life or shouldn't live. I mean, they go on to get married and have kids. Yeah. Um, you know, who are we to say, you know what? I know you've made a lot of positive contributions, but I think you should be dead. You know, that's, I, I don't want to put my hand forward, like in those cases to in that person's life. Well, do you think sometimes, and I, I, kind of, I kind of wonder this, I think this is part of it, not all of it, but do you think sometimes people think that that baby, well, what's this called? Baby. I mean, it's going to be a human life, you know, a kid teenager and adult eventually, but uh, that baby's like tainted in some way because it was a result of rape. I think people, do you think people kind of assume that? Well, yeah. And it strikes against, are we made in the image of God? You know, Ooh, did yeah. do humans make other humans or is God our creator and we are made in the image of God and every person that's born is made in the image of God and worthy of respect and have value. You know, it goes right back to the image of God discussion. Man is not made in the image of man. Man, the Bible says man is made in the image of God. So it does not, the man that's a rapist, that child isn't in his image. It's still, every person born is made in the image of God. It goes right back to the foundational principle yeah. of Christianity. That's, you know, worth fighting and dying for, right? 
I mean, to, 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 to say people are born, I mean, really that goes to the heart of eugenics, racism, any kind of hierarchy, you know, to, to this idea that there's people that are tainted when they're born, right? Mm-hmm. That aren't worthy of respect, that are subhuman. I, 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 for one, will say I will never buy into the subhuman argument that there's people that are lesser than by virtue of their birth, which is the heart of saying that there should be a rape uh, exemption, right? Is right. saying that there's people that are less than that are dirty people that are part of a caste system and they are the unwanted, the unloved. I mean, that strikes at the heart of the belief of what humans are. And so I, you know, I'm going to say as tough as that stand is when we're talking about rape, no one likes, you know, rape is a very ugly situation, but we are saying still, nevertheless, every person born is made in the image of God. And that they are, like you said, they're not tainted. They're not evil by virtue of their race or their blood. Because really, that's what it's saying, right? It's saying mm-hmm. that person conceived that way has tainted blood. It's almost a, you know, it's almost like a uh, racist argument. Yeah, you're right. It does go back to, back to human value. If we can, if we if we know that all humans have that kind of value, right? And that that, that doesn't even be, that doesn't enter the question anymore. This idea of a tainted, a tainted human. You know, there's yeah, another... dirty, a, a dirty baby, right? Like a, yeah. a dirty, yeah, yeah. It's not like a terrible saying, but yeah, you're, yeah, you're know, right. you know what? Yeah, you know, it boils my blood to say that there, there, that that child is uh, less than. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it does. I, it, it strikes at the heart of what we believe. Well, we're gonna hit pause on this conversation. Thank you for joining us today, and join us next time as we finish this conversation on this topic of abortion. Remember, you can always reach the show at feedback at switchinglensespodcast.com and you can always find us on all the major social networking apps. Well, as always, guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.